silence with my hands lifted high Waiting for you to come and rescue me You're the kind of guy who came running in the midst of my suffering To save my life I wanna be a soul shaker I want the world to see you're a life changer exciting episode of origin stories today we have benny dichera here uh we're going to talk about his testimony and his power group empowered isn't that funny power yeah. and empowered and it's going to be a awesome time we get to learn 
a little bit about his childhood, uh, his time uh, serving in the Navy, as well as the unfortunate um, traumatic brain injury that which led to to God being using him as a messenger to go out there and to preach and to spread because that's what we're here for. We're not here just to sit stagnant. We're here to go out and uh, seed plant seeds throughout the world. All right, and before before we get there, I got to do all my little blah, blah, blahs. You know, uh, Battle of the Bands coming up um, October, uh, October 7th, but the registration will be done um, by September 9th, which, you know, if you were listening to this before I put it out on there, then uh, you still have time. But, hey, uh, just uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, come out and uh, uh, voice support for God and Jesus and also your favorite band. So it'll be awesome because you'll have uh, first place is two hours of premium uh, studio time at Platinum Music Complex. So I'm pretty excited about that. I might just go out there and sing, but then uh, uh, that's one way to empty a crowd. So we'll, we'll just we'll just leave the singers the singing to the uh, professionals. I'll just do the talking. All right. Hey, Benny, what are you doing today? How are you doing? Hey, man, I'm laughing at your intro right there because that was awesome. Hey, you know, uh, I I, I kind of like have this uh, scripted, non-scripted kind of talk. So I just talk right out of the seat of my pants. And sometimes it comes out good. Sometimes it's like uh, my wife is like, am I really married to this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, my wife knows what you speak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great minds think alike, right. right? That's right. It's it's just it's, keep me grounded. She keeps me grounded. I'm the dreamer, and she's an accountant, so you know there's that. So I'm in the clouds all the time. She's kind of in touch with the earth, and she'll say, "Come on down," and I'm like, "Come up. The air's fine." So that's great stuff. Hey, I'm six six, so I keep telling people, "Hey, the air's a little thin up here. That's why I, I act right. the way I am." But I can't use that. I'm right under six. So. Oh, just right under? Yeah, right under. I didn't make the six club. Hey, you know, rock uh, rock and roll artists always have those high hills. You can get up there. <laughs> That's right. Get some platforms. Yeah. get uh, You know, Kiss did that a lot. You know, those big, yes, huge boots did. and stuff like that. Yeah, they did. So tell me a little bit about your, your background. Uh, where did you come from? Where are you from originally? Yeah, originally, I was born and raised in New Orleans. So, uh. That was something. New Orleans now is not what New Orleans was then. Let me say that because I'm an older guy. So, but yeah, I grew up at I grew up down there and um, went through school. Everything. My mom and dad moved us to Mississippi, out to the country during high school. When they first did that, we kind of hated it. I mean, New Orleans to soybean and cornfields, right? And so hated it. And then you know you make tight, tight friends and everything. And I was, I was the drum captain all through high school for, for band and everything. So, you know, you have that band click. And then at the, at the time that I finished high school, they wanted to move back to new Orleans. And then we hated the fact that they wanted to move back to new Orleans. So it just proves to you that everything's about relationships, right? Yeah. And you were there during like that horrendous uh, hurricane, hurricane Katrina, right? When the levees broke through. Mm -hmm. I, I, so I'm in Baton Rouge. So I'm an hour north of uh, of New Orleans. My daughter still lived down there. She had a two story house, and the water was over the roof. So wow. it's um, yeah, 
it, they they took it pretty good yeah and, and it, it just it it showed like compassion of human of humans to invite people from New Orleans. Nolans is what, you know, some yeah. of the people say, Nolans, yeah. <laughs> uh, to actually invite them to their house yeah. and, and to show, hey, you know, you're going through this turmoil, but you, you don't have to do it alone. And that's what God does. That's what God says. You, you're going through your through your life. Uh, you know, it's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be walking on glass. There's going to be walking on pillows, but he is going to be there through uh, through the turmoil as as well as the uh, the happy days too so yeah that's right and and for me and this is just me i think because people question that whole katrina thing why would god let that happen you know new orleans is like two three feet below sea level and then so there's lake pontchartrain on one side there's the mississippi river on the other with the levee so it's a bowl it's literally a bowl so if water gets in there it's a rapid thing. And they were like, why would God let that happen? I really think God allows things like that to do just what we're talking about. So we know what it really means to be a Christian, right? We, we don't, we're not just lip service and, oh, those poor people, everybody came together and in all of the churches, it was like one church, kind of like heaven's going to be right. It was one church and all of these churches came together and did whatever they could. And, you know, and to me, in my spirit, it's kind of unfortunate why that's not all the time. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, yeah, why does it take a tragedy? Yeah. And, and unfortunately, we live in today's uh, modern times, which, uh, you know, we're constantly fighting uh, for our rights to, to praise Jesus out in the opening now. That's right. That's right. And sometimes it takes an event. Yep. And you know what? I, that's why I love doing, I love doing positive events. I love throwing concerts and I love throwing, uh, revivals and, and just, just good old fashioned, um, you know, worshiping and, yeah. and we need more of that than we need, um, you know, more buildings, more warehouses, yeah. more Amazon stuff. Yeah, As you can do. tell, um, this, this thing is not brought to you by Amazon. <laughs> it's not brought to you by Amazon. It's brought to you by the Lord. And yes. so, and, and that's the thing, you know, in the church, John, the church is you. The church is me. I tell people all the time, like you have your radio show, your podcast, all these shows that you put on. I mean, that's God's gift to you, right? For for me, it's a stage and it's the band and there's sound and there's lights and it's a party for Jesus from the stage, basically, right? And But we're letting people know about the love of Jesus. I mean, that's my stage. That's his gift to me. What we do with our gifts that he gives us, what we do with it, that's our gift back to him. I don't want to be that servant when he comes back and I'm the one who undigs what he gave me and says, look, it's safe. I put it in a hole where you where you gave it to me. You know, we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to be the church. The church should not be a four walled building with a steeple and a cross on it. It should be, it should be Johnny. It should be Benny walking down the street and people go, what does he have? Cause I want some of that. And I think we miss that a lot. And that's the, um, you know, motivational speaker in you doing that. I wish I could say <laughs> stuff, get, get people fired up like that. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, God gives us all certain gifts and talents, right? And he says, use these, but he doesn't just say use these. He says, use these 
for me. I mean, I didn't get saved until later in my life either. And when I first got saved, I had a lot of remorse. You know, I was like, what took me so long? And the Holy Spirit gave me a check and said, listen, you belong to me now. Look in the rear view. Don't look at your past because if you check in the rear view, you're not going to be able to move forward. So do not do just move in what I have for you. It's kind of when you do that, it's really it's really freeing. And somebody says, is it really that easy? You know what? It is. It's just that easy. You just have to make a conscious effort that the one who created you for something specific. If you move in that, you can change people. You can't change people. You can't change people through your podcast. I can't change people through being on your show with you, right? However, we can point them to the one who can change things for them. So it's 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 an exciting it's it's a high responsibility, but it's exciting too. And and with that, uh, I listened to a pastor and he was preaching about gifts. And he said, the gifts aren't to you. The gifts that you receive are for others. And right. and it's it, to me, it just it just hit the nail on the head. You know, uh, yeah. saying you know why you you go out on stage and you perform. And you're there to to give your gift to the masses, the gift of Jesus through your voice. And and that right there just it resonates. It makes you feel complete. It makes you feel like you have a purpose because you live in a path uh, today. We all live in a path where everything is about me, 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 me. You know, you go on <laughs> you go on uh, Facebook, you see millions and millions of selfies but they, they tend to forget that there's an, see, excuse me one minute. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're saying, but, but they, they forget, yeah, they forget that to push that camera, that little camera button to out. Cause there's a whole world out there of, of just so, so much beauty that God has made. And, and it should, it should be about what can I do to glorify God today? And, And what can I do to, make somebody's life a little more brighter. That's right. So, and, and I think, I think given, given your gift is, is the reward in itself. It is. And it's, it's tremendous for us. So like my band's name is empowered, right? So the reasoning behind the name is God empowered us with the gift of music so that we can go and empower others with his message you ready? So they can leave and then go empower others. So it's a pass it on, pass it on, pass it on. It's not a pass it on. Oh, look at us, how great we are. Look at how fantastic our music is. Don't you think this is great, man? If we're doing, if you don't feel the love of Jesus coming across the footlights when we perform or when you hear our music on radio, we need to quit and just be a party band or something. Nothing against party bands, but I mean, we're miss we're missing our calling for what he's given these gifts for, right? Yeah, because because we we tend to forget when we start getting that taste of fame that it's not us, it's God. And That's then right. when you get lost into that, you become empty. And unfortunately, we see that many many times again where people get lost in drugs and all that and yeah. end up dying before their time. That's right. So because right. they get caught up in it. 
it's easy to it's easy if you let it happen uh did you have your trials and uh tribulations in your youth uh before you were saved mm. I'm, I'm the oldest of six so there was enough trials and tribulations in that you know what i'm saying big italian family <laughs> um so so no not anything great parents um strict parents man the world needs a little of that today but but we did all that and my trials and tribulations didn't happen until after i was out on my own and i started making decisions that i thought i knew and that was like during your time in the navy right uh what, what did was you do actually in actually ready for this i just i'm just going to be real with you it was the time that i got married the first time okay i mean just there were so many you know those like when you're skiing hey john when you're skiing right you snow skiing uh on, little, on a video game yeah that's, attempt that's on video game so yeah. you're going down the slopes right and there's these little orange flags that are on the side right and what do those mean yeah danger not, yeah, will yeah. robinson right uh -huh. and so and i saw some of those flags in that relationship and i was like I can I can take care of that. I can fix that. Right? And um man, by the time I realized what was going on 10 and a half years later, the flags weren't visual anymore. They were just they were just a blur and 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 um it was it was it was not good and not good. And then toward the end of it, I was kind of done myself. And so not good so the whole thing was ugly two gorgeous great kids out of it um and then we wound up splitting and um three years later i went to a business meeting and i heard things i'd never learned in church i was sitting in church every single sunday morning if i'd have died on monday i cannot sit here and tell you i'd be in heaven because i knew who jesus was i did not know jesus in a personal sense right yeah the so, relationship yeah there was none i mean i would pray but i mean it was you know the standard make sure it rhymes don't get off beat kind of thing and and it there wasn't a personal discussion like my prayers are like you and i talking right now i'm like lord listen this is what i'm going through and i need you right now and that personal relationship right so i didn't have it so um so i had a little lady invited me to my church and and i was like well she says you'll love the music because i know you had a rock band a secular rock band and i'm like yeah and she's like you'll love it you'll love the music everything and i'm like well, what are y'all you know because like i grew up lutheran so yeah i was an acolyte i wore a little smock thing and that whole yeah like what are y'all baptist whatever and she says oh no we're just straight out of the bible and i was like <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about you people. No, no. So you know what I did, honestly? And I'm saying, I hate to say this as we're in the middle of a black. I lied to her for like three months. And she would call me every Monday and she would say, I didn't see you in church. I was like, I was busy and, and didn't do it. Well, this business meeting I went to happened toward the end of those three months. And I heard some spiritual truths that I'd never heard before. So she called me, she called me one, uh, one Saturday and she says, Hey, listen, I'm coming to pick you up tomorrow to go to church. And I'm like, Miss Linda, you do not have to do that. And she says, really? I said, Nope, I'm coming. And she says, well, I know you've been lying to me. I said, yes, I have, but I'm coming. I've heard some things and I need to know more. And so 
and it's amazing when we lay down when we lay ourselves down and and we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit what he, what he can do because God's been waiting for us the whole time right and so so man I'm rolling and I'm I'm rolling down Highland Road is this really scenic road in Baton Rouge with big oak trees going over it and I'm driving down toward the church and I hear this voice sitting on my shoulder going what are you doing like where are you going man you don't know these people. You've never hung around these people. You are an acolyte, you know, like, what do you do? And it's the first time, honestly, first time I knew what Satan sounded like. And so I got fired up, man. I start crying and I'm quoting things I learned from this business meet. I'm demanding seven times back everything say you never <laughs> stole from me. I'm like, put, I'm putting my foot on your neck. And I, I mean, I'm screaming and crying. I'm doing 70 and a 30. And I'm I'm, I'm like, I got to slow my roll. So I go to church. And you know what she did when I showed up three months later? Big smile, big hug. Come on, we've been waiting for you. And I went in and... um. Music was great. Message was greater. And uh, there was an altar call and I went down and my life's been different ever since. So it's uh, it's been great. And then after that, I'm like, well, Lord, you know, I've had all this music. I mean, when I had hair, Johnny, I had a lot. So and now less is more, obviously. So but I was like, I've got all this music in me. And what do you want me to do with that? He says, man, do I have a plan for you? Like, I've been waiting for you. So. That's where we are today. That's why we're sitting here talking today. It's incredible. And it's open and available to everybody if they just take it. Amen. We just have to take it. Amen. And yeah. and I believe it was God telling you, we've been waiting for you. Yeah, he you was. Know, you know how God speaks through people. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. And you resistant little Italian. So I got a little goosebumps just thinking about it. You know, <laughs> it's it's just like the prodigal son. When the yeah. prodigal son came back, he was thinking, well, you know, he's not going to be happy to see me. He's, he's right. not going to want me to come back. He's going to throw me out, cast me away. The first thing his father did was run. He was lifting up because uh, they wore those kind of dress things back in the day. I could That's just right. see him lifting up, lifting up like uh, the old cartoons with the Tom and Jerry, with the lady holding up the little dress, trying to run up him, him running him up, run just keep running up and grab him and embrace him. And that's what I believe. That's what God does when you when you get your relationship back, as yep. He welcomes you and says, "Hey, where you been?" Yeah, and that whole thing was out of context. In back in those days, in the Hebrew family unit, the older son, the one who was all put out because he thought his brother was taking his portion, right? It was his job to go find him and bring him back into the family. Mm -hmm. Like the dad did not do that, and so. And then here we go, and the, and the son's walking back, and it's the dad who runs out to it. I mean, it's a perfect, perfect picture. It's beautiful. It's a perfect picture of how when we come to when we come to Christ, how that would look in heaven. Just it's hard to wrap your head visually around it, but that's a perfect story to explain that, right? And so. Again, it's available to everybody. Do you want to stay? Do you want to stay wallowing with the pigs, or do you want to come home? Yep. It's kind of basically it, right? It's pretty much easy, but you have to you have to get yourself there. Yeah, and and, and sometimes you have to go through uh, a time of suffering uh, to yeah. actually get that that faith back, that relationship yeah. back stronger. 
and uh, yeah going to that yeah you suffered from a uh brain incident right uh what happened tell me a little story about that yeah i had a traumatic brain injury it's october is going to be eight years already so um Back in 2015, 2016, it was this big election coming on. So I'm the political person in my house. My wife isn't. She's like, what are we doing? And um, it because I vote Christian. Mm-hmm. Like whoever lines up with me, biblically and spiritually, there's a strong shot that you're getting my vote. Even if you're from the party that I'm not affiliated with. If you're stronger than my guy, Welcome to the party, bud. Let's go do some stuff. And so so I was watching because there's a lot of crazy people running, right? And so I was trying to see who was least crazy. And, and <laughs> that's every election. It's, it's every <laughs> single, right? And so I uh like I fell asleep on the sofa. So at 6 30 in the morning, my phone alarm went off and it was in the bedroom with my wife. And I'm in the living room. So I'm like, oops. And I stood up and I saw her coming through the door to my bedroom and she had my phone like this extended to me and I've got a 20 minute nothing burger. I don't remember anything. So she told the, she told the brain surgeon, um, when I got to the hardwood section of my living room and she went to give me my phone, I was horizontal and he's like, well, did he slip? socks water none of that how did he catch himself she says he didn't so when i hit she said it sounded like my head was a gunshot when i hit the floor so i had a double fracture in the back of my head a frontal lobe crush over here and i bled i had a brain bleed internally so no none of the blade none of the blood could go anywhere because i didn't split the skin or anything so i just kind of bled out into the left side of my face like that and um got into bed after a few minutes, all that Navy medic training I had from my younger life kicked in and I knew something was wrong. I said, we got to go. And so she, she helped me to the truck and it was, it was uh emergency room ICU for three days. A lot of, a lot of, I've had so many MRIs. I should be able to see through stuff, man. And so all of it, and they had nothing, nothing. And it wasn't a stroke. It wasn't anything. And so they said, look, you need to go home and your brain the way it heals itself is you're going to sleep. And I said, okay. So I slept for 20 hours a day for the first month. And every three hours, she would give me a, a little bottle of Insure, a little bottle of Powerade in my medicine. And I just slept in my recliner because I had to stay upright. I still sleep upright so I don't get headaches. To this day, I have no smell and no taste eight years later. But guess what? Praise Jesus, Johnny, yeah. we're talking today. And there's a, there's a, that's a win no matter how you look at it, because the, I had somebody ask me one time, they said, are you, a do, are you mad? Have you prayed about that? And I'm like, sure. I've prayed about it. And I'm Italian. So I really don't care about this because, you know, there's some nasty things out in the world. I don't care about the smell, but I like to eat, man. So give me some, give me some taste back. And, and it's not there yet. And they're like, are you disappointed that you've been praying for it and it hasn't come back? I said, well, you know, you know, there was this little guy named Jacob mm-hmm. and he wrestled with God all night. Right. Yep. And at the end of the night, what did God do? Boop, and he touched his hip <clears throat> and he was walked with a limp for the rest of his life as a reminder that he wrestled with God. So if my taste and my smell or my Jacob moment 
to remind me that he stepped into my life and he saved it. I'm fantastic with that. I don't yeah. care if it ever comes back. It doesn't affect me really. I still eat because you have to fuel the body, all that kind of stuff. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, your perspective has to be otherworldly. It can't be of this world. All I know is if 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 any of your listeners or if any of your your viewers don't know what a miracle looks like, you're watching one and you're listening to one. And and what God basically what God did for me, he did for he can do for you, right? So in the middle, in my recovery, and I know I mentioned this to you a little bit earlier, in my recovery, month two, toward the end of month two, Donna was able to leave me at home because I could get to the bathroom with a walker, with a walker. Mm-hmm. And I'm on a ceiling most of the time, right? But she went to the store and I hear this voice in my living room and it's a dude. It's a, it's a dude. Verbally, I'm scared. I was scared to death, but I was excited. I was scared to death because I heard a dude's voice in the living room. But I was excited because there could only be one dude who's talking to me, right? And yeah. sure enough, and and God tells me, he says, Benny, I have huge and great plans for you coming out of this thing. And so I did what anybody would do. I cried like a two-year-old and, and fell asleep. And this happened for a couple of days. And on the last day that I heard him verbally talking to him, he says, so the next song that you write for me needs to be titled Jeremiah 29, 11, which is my favorite verse in the Bible because it's the greatest promise. Right? So I, I was like, Oh, I know what you're doing. You're affirming me through my favorite verse in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, come on. He goes, that's right. Here's the lyrics. And he starts speaking lyric now. And now as a writer or for you, even with your show, right? Because we're both creatives. Holy spirit comes on. You says, here's something run with that. And that's how we that's how we operate, right? No, this was like specific. So I'm going back and forth in my office and a big third grader looking writing and I'm I'm putting pieces of lyrics together. So the the record book that are two records back now is titled Three Days. And and the third cut on that record is Jeremiah 29, 11. And it taught God said, I don't want to hear the verses in it. I just want people to know that what I did for you, how I stepped in and saved your life, I could do it for them too if they press into me. So it's awesome. It's uh, it's awesome. Yeah, and and you know what? It, it just shows the great power of God, and and it it just it it opens up so much so much of the floodgates. Just saying, you know what? Here is the everlasting waters. You are you are thirsty. You're you're dying. You, you need a quench. You need to be quenched. Right. And That's and right. the the floods, the overwhelming floods of of God of everlasting water is out there for you to take. You just have to have that relationship. You can't just be a person that don't believe in God or a person that just does traditions. Oh, we do it because it's a tradition. It's it's a family tradition. It's it's something that uh it's just been installed in my head since I was a kid. No, because you gotta go and drive and have your, your alone time with God and just speak to him like like you said, like we're talking together. You That's gotta right. have to say, Hey God, you know what? I'm having a bad day. You know, but I still love you and I still know that this is what you have in store for me. I can't wait to see that blessing that you have coming. But dad, right. uh, but dad, or you know, or Father God, or however you talk to God, saying, you know what, I'm, I'm still alive. I thank you for that. I thank you for my family being able to wake up, 
You know, every day is is a blessing because we are not we're not promised tomorrow. We're not because we don't know when God said, "Hey, it's your time." You know, That's come right. come home. You know. That's right. Uh, so so doing with that that in mind, when when you had that happen to you, was there a moment in time where you were just so mad at the father because of what had happened, or or was this a way to to kind of uh, open your eyes to see the mighty power of God because you could have instantly, uh, you know, died because my grandmother had a traumatic brain injury. She hit her head on a bus and it moved her brain and it caused the wet brain, which is the, the blood in your brain. Right. right. And she, unfortunately she did not recover. Um, but she was ready to go see God anyway. She was, yeah. she was every day when, when grandpa died, she goes, I can't wait to see Jesus and I can't wait to see my husband. Right. So, right. so, uh, did you at one, you know, in the beginning, did you, did you feel that, uh, anger or did you feel for me? Uh, yeah. For me, I had, you're so, so when you go through a brain injury, this is for me, everything is so it's everywhere. Right. I mean, people sound weird when they talk to you. Like if, when I was first coming out of it, if we were talking, I would say, so Johnny, when I sent you, um, email about, and so what I would do, I'd see words in my head and I would go, Oh, those go together. And how I was putting them together in here is how it was coming out through here. So the family was like, what's because again, I live on a ceiling. So, so there was that, but even going through that, I, I wasn't cognizant enough to realize like, this could be the deal moving forward. Like there'll be no more music. There'll be no more anything. They'll just be, I'm just living. And, and it didn't. So I didn't, I don't think I had time to be mad at it. Right. But I've got an entire lifetime to be thankful and do what I can to point people to him for it. Because again, I'm here. So, yeah. So it's that, I mean, people, people, they address it different, but for me, that's how it went. Yeah. Because through, like I said earlier, through suffering, it opens doors. It brings your faith closer because uh, if you live in a world where you're on cloud nine all the time, nothing's bothering you. Uh, you're, you're rich. You, you can drive fancy cars. No one, nothing is, is, is toppling upon you. Right. Then, then you're not really reliant. You're not relying on God. You're not talking to God anymore. You're like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You ever, uh, cause I've seen like kids have parents and then the first time they, they move out, they're on, they're on cloud nine. They're, they're, they're doing what they're doing. They're working, they're living their own life. They're building their own future. Yeah. And then right when something happens, like, um, a car payment goes on, they're about to repo the car. Then they go to your mom and say, Hey mom, uh, dad, could I borrow $300? Uh, so yeah. I could pay it. Then you it's know? panic time, right? Yeah. So, but the thing is when we're rooted, uh-huh. our, our panics, even if we have them are so much less severe because we know who's in control of it. And we know there's a purpose that we don't understand it. We don't understand any of it. We're not going to understand it till we get to heaven. And I, I, we joke around about it, me and my guys. And I'm like, I have so many questions when I get to heaven. And no, we're not going to have any questions. It's all going to be revealed to us. So, 
And amen to that. Uh, before we get back into talking about your band, Empowered, uh, we're uh -huh. going to pause for a quick break. talk about uh, who's all in the band and how it came yeah. around because empowered to me it, you know people kind of perverse the word empowered now in today's uh, society but empowered yeah, is being being having the power of Jesus or God inside you to to um, push through to give you the courage the strength to go out there and um, it's it's like a um, it's, it's like a match to a to a gas candle or a gas light to just to you know get it explode and you see all the chemicals i can go do the um you know the 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 science of all but i don't want to bore right bore the uh listeners so don't do the science <laughs> so who's all who's all in who's all in empowered 
Yeah, so so I founded the band. Are you ready for this? In 1997. So been at it for a bit and been through a bunch of bunch of band members or whatever. But the current band, like God is just doing a thing. So so I write I write the songs. I front the band. I play keys. That's what I write on. Been drumming since I was seven or eight. So that was my first instrument of choice. So. So, so I do that. Shane Madare Jr., guitar, Eric Johnson kind of stuff, just disgustingly talented, right? Uh, Justin Burdett, my other guitar player, equally is disgusting. No guys start talking. Let's do a drop D seventh. What I'm like, y'all go in the corner and talk. It's just, <laughs> just I don't, want, I don't, want, I don't want, I don't want to hear all this. Anyway, so that so Mick Capdeville is on drums um, and just man man i just he he i call him tupperware because he's so tight he's just incredible and 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 the baby in our band is jeff and he's the bass player uh everybody sings back up and so yeah this is this is the band and then in the hidden realm of things my son-in-law vance runs he's my sound engineer he runs sound for me uh, and then uh, Gary Governell is our official photographer dude. He rolls with us and does stuff. So it's a uh, it's a nice little family unit. So it's um, and we're just out there putting out the word of Jesus through a party from the stage. I like to say. Yeah, and and I listen to a lot, and I see a lot of homage to uh, like a like a like, like a blues kind of rock feel to it. Maybe some old. Uh, yeah, uh, the al last alternative the, rock. Yeah, the last record. The, the, I mean, so I grew up. I grew up in the seventies, right? So, to me, greatest decade for music. I mean, all those bands in the seventies. I grew up with the Journeys and the Boston's and the Stixes and the in the the ELOs and the uh, Grand Funk Railroad and you know all those bands. They rock your face off, but you could understand their lyrics. Their lyrics told a story. And then I don't know from the late eighties on kind of artists lost their, this is me talking my opinion. They've lost their artistry. They've lost their storytelling ability. It's about being on TikTok for 15 seconds or something, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's not it. And then it's worse when you're doing Christian rock because your message had better be true and on point. Yeah. Because, um, once you label your band Christian, it's going it. to turn off a lot of people, and that's a well, that's a bad thing about uh, about the uh, music industry is people get turned off by when it says Christian, and they don't give it a chance because the the words, the the music, the, the phenomenal uh, type of artists out there that are Christian based, you know, yeah, you you yeah. included, you know, you're. Your lyrics are true, true to the nature of God. Your, the music um, is just, it's upbeat. It's, it, you know, you're ready to praise. That's you, right. You, you don't want to just sit there like in the old, uh, what is it? Old Baptist, um, Baptist yeah. time with the uh, little cho uh, choir singing in the back. Yeah. We've, we've actually opened for some Christian artists that the bottom line and not talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, but to road manager and this and other is like, listen, we don't want to be known as a Christian band. We're Christians in a band. 
We don't want to be. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You cannot come out as this is me again. You cannot come out as a Christian rock band or a Christian country band. You cannot come out like that and then change your mind and say, I'm going to go do the secular thing. And in my opinion, the reason you go do the secular thing is because there's more money in it. Yeah. But there's also more world in it. So are you doing it to reach the world or are you doing it for the first or whatever? And there's that, that constant struggle, right? And it's sort of, it's, it's like once we're saved, we can't cherry pick what we're willing to give up. We have to give up everything for him. And so for me as an artist, that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing to me. I don't care about the fame. We're trying to make Jesus famous like he needs help. But in today's world, he needs a little help. So what does he do? He's looking for some modern day Elijahs, right? When Elijah was going through eating locusts out in the desert, whatever, he didn't give a rip what he said. He was speaking truth through the Holy Spirit to, to the world, pointing them to, pointing them to him. You know, and that's what you do with your show. And that's what we're supposed to be doing as an artist, whether it's from the stage, whether it's in an interview like this, whether I'm walking through the mall with my wife. It's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, because I know that was deep and off yeah. point, but yeah, sorry. I forgot my waders. Quit getting so deep. <laughs> I, I don't I haven't learned how to swim correctly. That's why I do not go in the ocean. But uh but yeah, the the it's a fence right there. You're either materialistic or you're spiritual. That's it. Uh you can't have a happy medium because one one side will tip. To the yeah. to you know you either live your life in the spiritual life you're you're doing it for Jesus you're, you're doing it for uh, the kingdom you're building for the kingdom or you're doing it for more money and I can understand I'm not saying that we can't make money to help no we, sh uh, we um, should yeah to to help uh, with the bills because Lord knows we're in a recession now and everything is expensive I can't even right. buy a Big Mac without trying to break the bank nowadays. And that's right. Uh, that's we, right. we live in that world. I'm not saying it's a sin to make some kind of profit, to help your family, to help, uh, increase, not. increase your ministry because, uh, you know, if, if we just said, um, no money for, for the church or anything, there, there'll be no activities or there will be no, uh, church events, uh, yeah. no, no Christmas events, no outreach, no, no, um, uh, no way to to give back to the community if you have no money coming in. So that's right, and it, it's a necessary. Yeah, but it's what you do with it. The money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is. Yes, it's 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 where you're putting your love to. It's that's right. You know, is, if, it, going, is it going to him? Yeah, because that's how addiction is, is that you're putting your love towards something that is filling. That's right. But but the more you put your love in the wrong thing, uh, have you noticed the more you put your love in the wrong addiction, the the more you have to get get and the um, the more it has to to go in to try to fill that hole. But that hole is a bottomless pit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you then you realize then you go to the end of it and your your addiction has totally taken over your whole life uh, you know your family your relationship with God your work your ethics and all that but if you do it like like the lady at the well and you get that everlasting waters you're full 
and and your right. your cup is running over, and you pour into another person, and, and then that other person pours, and then everybody is 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 fed, is right. edified, and 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 the word of God, and people are starting to starting to see. I'm starting to see that that our our younger generation is not lost when I start seeing revivals of That's kids right. coming out because they start quenching that everlasting water. Yeah, that was awesome. And not to go way off, but what's the center of the word pride? the letter i right so yeah. i think to my i think back to my bc life when i had my secular band and it was all about us and you know trying to be famous and, and whatever i i don't think that's right i don't think this is going to work i think we should do this there was a lot of eyes there was a lot of eyeisms in everything right i don't feel loved i don't feel like i'm fitting in with whatever but when we get rid of that uh-huh Right. When we get rid of that, when we can dump that and just the only I we speak then is like, I am willing, Lord, to go wherever you point me. I am willing to speak to people about you so that they can have eternal life as well. When we can flip it like that, that's when our life changes. And it doesn't matter what we do for a living. And some people, I can't talk to people. I'm like, well, you're talking to me. Just talk to them like you're talking to me. Just have a conversation. That's all it is. Just bring it up. And that's why I did a podcast, because me going out to a crowd and start evangelizing, uh, to me, is the the people like in there. So I'm like, what can I do, Lord, to to uh, show my love to you and to, to go out there and try to reach the lost yeah. and yeah. try to help? And he's like, uh, why don't you try a podcast? And then... Uh, Two days later, three days later, my pastor at the time gave me a microphone. He said, here's yeah. your microphone. And then at night, I would just be talking my own testimony until I started feeling comfortable enough to actually have people come in. And then we're here today. You know, we're talking today. And, and it's, right. just, it's just like it's easy. It's like second nature. It's like God, yeah. it, when, when you find that gift, it, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's easy. It flows. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. I've told somebody this recently, too. It's amazing when we walk in our God-given purposes. Because your, your podcast is your wheelhouse, right? You don't feel comfortable maybe being out in front of everybody. But this is your wheelhouse that he's giving you. And so it, it's amazing when we can walk in that. When we walk in our divine purpose beyond a shadow of a doubt that we know why God designed us. You really don't care about much because all you know is that you're moving in him. You're doing what he requires of us to do. And the Holy Spirit, he guides you. He, he says, do this, say that. Here's an opportunity. And that's all we're doing is taking advantage of opportunities to share the gospel. So, um, yeah, when we, when you can walk in that, there's a freedom. There's a freedom. I don't worry about COVID. Please, I don't worry about COVID. Um, and I'm a Navy medic. So I, I don't. I don't worry about who's running our government or who's not. I don't worry about the money thing. I don't worry about any of it. The Bible gives us certain things to look for. And if you, I told my kids, don't read Revelation anymore. Just watch the news. Because it's all dropping. Like, it's all dropping. And, you know, and there's, there's streams bursting forth in the Middle East. Well, guess what? That's in the book. And it talks about that. The Euphrates is dried up. Guess what? That's also in the book. The 10 kings are coming together with this world 
forum thing that they're doing. All that's in a book. And so when you know the book and it's in you and the Holy Spirit can speak to you, these things do not frighten or freak you out because you know what's coming. But you know what's coming first. Jesus is coming back first. So if there's nothing in your life to be excited about, man, that is something to be excited about because we won't be here to see his wrath because we're rooted and and we're in that the way is narrow. That's all I'm saying. Yep. And so, you know, we're trying to bring as many people with, right? Yeah, because you don't want to see it. you don't want to see your friends, your neighbors or anybody. Yep. You don't want to see them go into the void of hell yep. or yep. living in that whole what what was it the whole uh was it 10 years or yep. I can't I can't remember of of that of the apocalypse, you know, you don't want to live through that whole test. Uh, you that's know, right. And that's right. You you love your you're supposed to love your your family, you know, and we're all a family of God. We're all Christ's children, and we we want to be we want to help people up, you know, like uh, that's right. what was it Moses uh, with his arms raised up to win the battle, and when his arms fell down, he had two others that were helping him raise keep on raised that's up. Right. Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're help. We're 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 supposed to lift other people with us, and not just push them down, so we can be on top. And that was one of uh, the I I I things, you know. That's right. It is, and, you know, and and not to stay too much off topic. I know we're talking about other stuff, but like one of my last Bible studies I did for my small men's group, like I was talking about when God rescued Israel, He put a pillar a pillar of smoke by day and a pillar of fire by night, right? And Israel followed that pillar to escape oppression and, and what God had for them. They, but you know, the, even though it was there, the, the Israelites didn't sit back and go, wow, look at that. There's a physical manifestation of God. Let's sit back and see what he does. That's not what they, they still had to walk. Johnny, they still had to follow the physical visualization of God, right? For them to escape. Because if, if they wouldn't have, that has, that has stayed where they were. And yeah. I think it's just, it's just that easy. Yeah. Cause you have to have that leap of faith. You have to, you have, you to. have to follow when, when God is saying, follow me, follow me, you have to put your first foot in front of the other. That's right. And go. Yep. And, and I have a whole testimony about the dream I had, which was similar to you. You had the voice of God talk to you. I actually had a dream and it was in a dream of something I could relate with. And hopefully one day I'll have it all together because it, it's really powerful. I really want to spread it around the world and yeah, put that out. Yeah. Uh, but we're getting off topic. We're supposed to be talking we about did. empowered. I, mean, come on. I just, uh, I love when, <laughs> when we're talking about God, uh, you know, there, there's no script. There's no script on, uh, talking about God. No, uh, there's none. No, nah, there's no edits. We just keep rolling. We keep rolling with the punches. <laughs> none. So that's right. So watch, I'll help you. So, so the, our new record is Yahweh Nisi, right? Uh -huh. So in the Hebrew, it means the Lord is my banner. So God and I, I pray over every project. The, we're, we're talking, God's like, listen, I'm kind of disappointed in the world right now. Just, I am. He goes, are you ready for this? I'm sort of disappointed in Christians in the world too. And I'm like, whoa. So dial that in for me, right? He's like, so 
there's evil. There's a lot of evil in the world right now and it's being exposed, right? And there's there's evil in leadership and government and business and even in some churches there is. And yeah. there's there's just the the kid thing where they're trying to expose our kids, the anti-biblical, there's a lot of anti-biblical things going on in the world right now. So, and God's going, yet there's millions of people on the earth who say, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus. And I, the Lord God is saying, where are you? And why is your mouth shut? And I'm, I'm sitting here like, right? He says, so the next song you write for me, Yahweh Nisi in Hebrews, the Lord is my banner. And he's like, I need a I need a war cry for Jesus because I'm up I'm about to send my son back. So are you with me or are you not? And it needs it's a war cry for me. Let's gather people and let's start speaking against all this anti-biblical stuff that we see on the news and all this other kind of stuff. It's a very small percentage. It's all controlled by Satan. Satan's greatest tool is division. He's doing a great job with that. So guess what? We are the gap in the divide. So I need a war cry. And that's where that song came from. And it's really aggressive and it's marching footsteps in the front of it. And it's just, you know, in, in biblical days, when you went to war, the army followed the, the standard bearer with the banner, right? Banner left, army went left. Banner right, army went right. But if you were the enemy and you saw that banner coming, your thought was, oh, we're about to, this is going to get, this is going to get, get jiggy, real. as they say, right? Yeah, yeah, it's about to get real. And so, and that's what, I think that's what God wanted with my, since, since I've survived the brain injury, it's, I'm a little scary because I don't care and I'll tell anybody. And so it's the same thing with the music now. There's a lot of sugar coating. I think even in Christian music right now, there's a lot of fluff stuff. And that's fantastic. And we need some of that. But at this point in history, God is saying, where's my people? And just speak real. And as a musician, as an artist, if you can do that through your music, it's an incredible thing. The radio cut for the new record is Jesus Can Heal the World. Mikey Howard, Seven Time Down, Love Journey Music. He, he's produced the last two records. We co-wrote on that one. And do you need a different title than that right now? Jesus can heal the world. If you've been through divorce or anything crazy like that, Jesus can heal that. If you've been through any kind of addiction, drugs, booze, pornography, any of that, Jesus can heal that. Jesus can heal the world. And so it's a really cool message to, to point people to him and just embolden people with the spirit, right? So they go, I'm not in this alone. I have the Holy Spirit. All I have to do is reach out and he's going to come into my life and make these things maybe not go away, maybe go away, but it's going to give me the strength to go through it because I know who I'm going through it with. Amen. So that's what we're doing. Amen. And what, what, with you saying you're, you're touring now with the, yeah. for the new album, um, yeah. Do you have any upcoming tours that you want to talk about? Yeah, the the and, and touring is spotty. I mean, just it's just real spotty. Shows are real spotty anyway. Even coming out of COVID, because everybody's trying to think about if we're going to go back to it. I'm I'm personally not, but the the we have a show coming up in Joplin, Missouri, 
on Veterans Day, November 11th, and uh, it's going to be a all-night event. We're the rock portion of it, right? There's a rap version, and there's a there's a Christian country portion of it, and we're going to be the Christian rock version of it, and it's going to be crazy. It would be at the Roxy in uh, Joplin, Missouri on November 11th. So if you're from the Midwest of that area, come out and see us. I wish I could. Uh, that's a little bit out of my walking range. It's out of your walking range. <laughs> but uh, be fun. But we we pray that you come out to Texas, you know, uh, relatively yeah. soon. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Be awesome. Maybe we can uh, sit down and you know have some tacos and and talk about God more. Right, this Johnny Taco. Come, on. we can do that. <laughs> uh, before we get to because uh, that that song. Uh, Yahweh Nisi would be the perfect song to end the show, but before yeah. we get there, you know, you have a you have a website, uh, yes, that you can uh, that people can want to purchase or help out because, like I said, money money is you know the lust of money is 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 a sin, but having to have money to help with the ministry um, is is not a sin because we all need to have money to function in this world today. That's right. That's um, right. and, and the people that, uh, that go out there, they're independent. They, they go out and they, they perform and they, they write music It all costs. And it does supporting, supporting a, a musician, uh, your favorite musician, uh, always starts with merchandise, you yeah. know, buy, yeah. buy a copy of the CD, buy a t-shirt, buy a hat. It all goes towards the ministry. And uh, where, where can they, they can do that to help uh, find your upcoming shows, uh, your music to purchase uh, merchandise. Yeah, man. Thanks for that. So, so our website is pretty easy. So it's rocking without a G R O C K I N the number four Jesus rocking for Jesus.com. So they can hear the music, see some videos on there too. There's a contact page on the back. If they want physical CDs, which we always sell because we like giving people tangibles, uh, that the tour t-shirts, they can get in touch with me through that and I'll uh, get them hooked up. We're streaming on 30, 40 plus streaming platforms. Spotify seems to be our biggest, but we're on Apple and Amazon and YouTube and all of that kind of of stuff i instagram all of it so we're easy to find just look empowered or empowered official and and when i was looking through the uh, any kind of way that way yeah when when i was looking through the the website i was looking through you know home about all those all that spill but i i pulled on a tab called children's cup and I yeah. clicked on to it. Uh, can you tell me more about this? This is a ministry for, for children. Is that correct? Yeah, I can. So, yeah. So, you know, some bands, some bands, sorry, my earbud fell out. So some bands go, you know, Compassion International, these type things. Um, Children's Cup, Brother Dave Older King was in my church. And this is years and years and years back. Um and so when I founded the band, I wanted to, my wife and I were already donating to him. And what it started off basically taking care of AIDS orphans in Africa, several villages. They would build churches. They would build schools, show the love of Jesus, have care points where they fed them. And we had been given to them. And I told him, I said, well, listen, so the band, we're starting to do CDs. And I would love to 
team up and partner with you. So any merchandise that we sell, we tithe off of that directly to Children's Cup so they can use it. And he's like, done. Man, I remember when you and Donna were dating in church. That was so awesome. And then we went into a 45-minute family meeting. And he's just that guy. He always wanted to pass away when he said, it. when I die, I want to do it in Africa. And he did. And his son, Dan, incredible friend, incredible guy, he's taken over the ministry. So childrenscup.org. And if people want to go to them and it, go to that site, they can see everything they're doing. Now they're in South America, too. They're all over the place. They've expanded. But it tells you the mission and the goal of what they're doing. I actually went to Africa years ago on a mission trip with Dan, and we did a pastor's conference and uh, for all the village pastors around there. And I saw things, there, there's just things that aren't right, and the devil's rampant over there. But but after having been there and seen it, I was like, just compelled. I'm like, we have to do this thing. So, so we do it. So um, go on and you don't have to purchase anything through us. You can go on and donate to them directly if you want to. So childrenscup.org. Thanks for that. And, and also uh, just to add it, it'll be on the link at the bottom of awesome. the, uh, of the episode. So if you would, if you have a heart to give, to serve, and you want to help out uh, the children, uh, you know, in Africa and South America, you know, um, by all means, just go on to their click and it's the, it's going to be childrenscup.org. So I'll have that down there along with uh, my brother Benny's uh, uh, website there. So you can, you can look through and uh, just find some of this awesome music. And there's a lot of awesome music. You also did We Three Kings. You did a redo of We Three Kings. Yeah, that's uh, Woo! that sounds like that sounds like Empowered ran into TSO and did a Christmas song. So it's uh, <laughs> we're gonna play that in Joplin because it'll be November. So once we hit October, November, December, we 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 add that into our set. It's it's big. It's it's really big. Yeah, and I do a Christmas special every year where I put a, a lot of Christmas music that, that are original and or remakes yeah. uh, for the show. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll have yeah. an empowered uh, We Three Kings on there. Plug us in, man. We'd appreciate it. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. All right. Well, we're getting close. Um, I want to head out before... Um, you know, before we go, I want to head out and listen to Yahweh Nisi because I think, I think that is, it's a war cry. Like you said, it's a war cry for yeah. Jesus. Uh, you know, you hold your banner high when you're, when you're That's proud right. of, of your, of your, and you love your country or you love your, your Lord, you hold that banner out, you pull it out, you, you go out and you, and you walk the streets with your brothers and your sisters and, and you're That's just, right. you're just, you're so much into the lord and you just have that banner proud so here represent it is. right yeah, represent yep. well thank you for being on the show benny i look yeah, forward appreciate to it man it. thanks for having me i look forward to to more music and you know maybe meeting in person you know down the line and uh, we'll put that together and we'll we'll rock out you know i'll do the singing solo i'll do solo work solo you can't hear but you <laughs> there know, you go but uh, we'll get together again. Here is Empowered, their song Yahweh Nisi, here on the Johnny Taco Show. Mm -hmm. 